take a deep dive into the ancient wisdom of Indian palm leaf or nadi readings. Special guest Dr. Q shares the profound wisdom and guidance encoded in these sacred palm leaves that unlock the secrets recorded specifically for you thousands of years ago so that you could live a better life. Stay tuned. Welcome to Exploring the Mystical Side of Life with your host, Linda Lang. Hi, this is Linda Lang from ThoughtChange.com. We are exploring the mystical side of life once again this week. If you enjoy our conversations, remember to subscribe, share with a friend. Dr. Q returns from the Indian Palm Leaf Reading Institute. We are taking a deeper dive into naughty readings. Oh, thank you so much for having me on your show today, Linda. It's a privilege to be back again. I had my own reading a few months ago, and it really is mind-boggling. The whole thing is so fascinating. A few thousand years ago, we do not know exactly how long ago, but two to five thousand years ago, these enlightened sages called Maharishis, Maharishi means great sage, 18 of those several hundreds that lived at a time, we consider to be the main sages. Hence, we have a picture of them. And the guy in the center, his name is Agastyar. So if you get a reading that the most likely, your first reading will be from one of Agastyar's books or bundles. God knows how many thousand years ago, because there is no written record of any of this. So it's more through hearsay and word of mouth. These enlightened sages sat down in meditation, tapped into the Akashic records by utilizing the power of these um, deities in Hindu religion. So they meditated to those, and through their help, they were able to tap into the Akashic records and download the message and have them telepathically, they dictated them to their disciples, and they etched them onto fresh palm leaves, which eventually dried up, and then the message came through, so there is no ink used. And these messages then were put together. You know, each one of these leaves is for a soul. And similar souls travel together in a bundle. And this is a bundle or book. And these bundles or books are now stored in archives across, for the most part, southern India. These rishis lived what is now known as the state of Tamil Nadu. So let's go back to a little bit of a palm leaf reading or Indian uh, or Nadi reading that it would be the term we use in India. I just created Indian palm reading in the hope that people will understand and have a better understanding of what it is that we do. We're the very first, and I'm very proud to say, foundation, not-for-profit foundation, globally speaking, that offers Nadi readings, Nadi astrology, to the West. You don't have to go to India. And the whole purpose of our foundation is to help preserve this ancient and powerful wisdom, number one, by being involved and having in our institute very ethical, very knowledgeable, skilled, and loving, caring team members in a safe and comfortable environment. So you, wherever you might be, do not have to travel to India to get it done. So it's from the comfort of your home, period. And as a foundation, and that's been my drive ever since we started this, um, some 10 years ago when I had my reading, 
was to be of help and service to others. I personally have not made a single dollar doing this. Dr. Q, can you explain the purpose of naughty readings? The secret in naughty astrology lies in your thumbprint. Your thumbprint and identifying your thumbprint category type in itself is a big universe. The secret lies in your thumbprint category type. And there are 108 different category types. And it makes a big difference which one of which of these components make up your name. Usually it's two, three, or four parts to a thumbprint name. When you submit your thumbprint, and already we can go deeper into it, into the rabbit hole. In our first talk, I think I shared that I've been sick more than most people. I've spent more time in hospital than most. I know that. I had a thousand needles in my veins over the past 30 years. A thousand. My time in hospital had a major impact on me. Of course it had. And that's when I realized that there is way more out there than meets the eye. Way more. We only get to see the tip of the iceberg. So I spent the last 30 years trying to explore this and pierce the veil. And by doing so, I spent time with meditating gurus, if you wish. Um, I went to shamans in the Amazon. I learned about energy healing and all and all the rest of it. You name it, I did it. And um, through this period, and it's ongoing till I die, I'm sure I will never stop continuing trying to understand it better. Because the deeper you go into the rabbit hole, the bigger it gets. And you're like, oh my God. Uh, and there is no way you go back either. So the only way is forward and deeper into it. I realized primarily in the beginning through the time that I spent with the shamans and utilizing shamanic medicines, that time, the way we perceive it, might not be the reality, whatever reality is, because even reality is the way we experience it, is not reality. I realized that our way of dealing with time is past, present, and future, period. It's linear. And that is when we say several thousand years ago, these rishis wrote these leaves for us to help us now. I realized when I, when I did meditation, now I should say, I'm able to get to that point without any shamanic help too, through just meditation. It's not easy and it doesn't last long, but I get to that point where you're beyond thought. And when you're beyond thought, you become one with the universe, like literally one. It's overwhelming. It's beautiful. It's everything in between. Wow then you realize that our little existence here is just an avatar of some sort. That ultimately you and I, Linda, and everyone else in the world is connected and we're all one. And we just get to experience whatever we're experiencing in the here and now as tentacles of the same octopus, to keep it simple. When I'm there, so I'm beyond thought, then at some point, because I cannot stay there all the time, it would be wonderful, but maybe it would defeat the purpose of us being here as humans because we're here to experience things. I realize that the creation, like when you're beyond thought, you're everything. It's a beautiful experience. And then eventually a thought comes in because we want to name something. I'm in a beautiful state, but I don't think it's a beautiful state. I'm just in it. But as soon as I think, oh, what a beautiful state or calm or just one word, you know, calm, beautiful, serene, you name it, then I am below the point where I'm one with the universe because a thought has come in. And as soon as you have thought, you have creation. So I realized that the, you know, the beginning of any creation is a thought. And then you put a lot of thoughts together. You have language, communicate, and then we create whatever we experience uh, in this lifetime. So thought, 
Now, not everyone hears naughty readings. They might read it. They might listen to the podcast. They might see it. You might talk to them. You might be super uh, enthusiastic about it. They're like, oh my God, that's awesome. But it goes in one ear and out the other. It doesn't get anchored. Hence, they're not ready to hear the message. But once a thought gets anchored and you're like, oh my God, I need to explore that. And remember, the way we perceive time, past, present, future, when you're up there, doesn't exist. It's all one. That means everything is happening at the same time. Only we cannot process it with our little brains. So we put in a timeline to make it easier for our little brains to be able to comprehend. Then you do an act. So the thought that you had, you move into reality, into an experience. And the moment you submit your thumbprint, it goes on the paper. That moment, at the same time, 3,000 years ago, and Maharishi starts dictating a leaf for Linda. You called upon it. You yourself created it. Now I'm going to go even deeper into the rabbit hole because once you are up there and you become one with the universe, you also realize there is no you, there is no me. You and I are one. Which then means, of course, that you, the moment you have the thought and the moment you submit your thumbprint and 3,000 years ago at the same time, the Maharishi starts writing the message for you to be read to you whenever you're ready to receive the message. Hence, we call it Nadi reading because Nadi means not a day before, a day later, on the exact date and time that the message is divulged to you, actually the Maharishi is you. So you yourself create the message to them, be read to you in this particular incarnation that you're in. So we now have overcome time, we've overcome separation of us humans. Understand, I cannot explain it. I, I'm not here to defend it either. I'm not here to convince anyone, but that for sure is my experience over many, many years that I've been um, um, exploring the mind and whatever reality might be. And uh, these rishis, if in our existence, I again talk about them and not actually them being us because we're all one. So if we talk about them, they did these leaves with a purpose. It was not random act. They didn't choose Linda uh, randomly or purposefully. What happened is these leaves were written because we are in, a, in the Kali Yuga period. Some of you might have heard of what a Yuga is and some of you might not. To keep it super simple, because I don't want to dive too deep into it, there are four Yugas, four. And these four can be compared to the four seasons to keep it simple, spring, summer, fall, and winter. Now, and each one of these yugas is several thousand years long. Many, 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 many thousands of years. And now we are in the period called Kali Yuga, which is winter, the worst time in, in the big circle of four time periods. But we are in the tail end of it. Some people and I've talked to quite many about this, some think it's only 30, 50 years. So that means out of those many thousands of years of Kali Yuga time, we're at the tail end, only a few years left. 300 to 200 years, give or take. And then it's over. So these rishis at that time knew very well we're in the dark times. And what does it actually mean, the dark times? The dark times mean that the majority of souls 
out there is in the dark and only a minority of souls, in our case, humans, is a little more uh, open, let's put it that way. Because if I use the word enlightened or evolved, or then people might say, oh, you, I'm cooler than the others. No, not at all. So the minority that's 25% is open, that's, it's in the light, and 75% is in the dark. So the brunt of carrying 75% of uh, humanity lies on 25% shoulder, which is a big weight. So these Rishi said, we will have those that are ready to receive the message so they can create a better life trajectory for themselves, you know, because that's the whole purpose of a reading. By the way, a reading is not here to make anyone feel cool or special or chosen. That's nonsense. A reading is here, and as Lina knows, it's a raw reading, raw, not sugar-coated at all. The reading is here to help whatever soul that's ready to receive the message to create a better life trajectory for themselves because your life is not written in stone. cannot be. If it were, you and I were just puppets, and then it would defeat the whole purpose of making choices and decisions. So we have free will and choice, period. But the reading is here to help you create a better life trajectory for yourself after the reading. If you like the direction that your soul is heading, wonderful. You need to work for it to make it a reality for you. And if you don't like what you're hearing because the reading identified a lot of blocks in your life, well then, the reading, the rishis in the, in the leaf already give you tools called pujas, remedies, homework to help you overcome them or at least reduce the impact. I call pujas when I talk to Western people, but they are in essence an energy shifting exercise. So they wrote those leaves to help those that are in the light to create a better life trajectory for themselves. And as they can create a better life trajectory for themselves, they can then help those that are in the dark better. So it's meant as a beacon, you know, as a moon in darkness. So we can guide through dark times, our lives better and steer the ship into calmer waters, if you wish. Now, I dove a little deeper into the whole matter so that you understand. And among those 25% that are more open, more in the light than the 75%, only a small percentage of those 25% have a leaf. And those that have a leaf are old souls. Only souls that are in their last life or second last life have a leaf. Younger souls do not. A younger soul could be among the 25% or the 75%. Can be. But if you get a reading, rest assured, it's either your last life or your second last life. What does that mean? In our belief system, we have a mandatory rebirth cycle. We must come back. Whether we like it or not, we come back. Because we're going to learn, grow, and more than anything else, just to experience. Experience, whatever the experience might be. I know it's hard for us to not put value on it. Because if you lie in hospital and have cancer and have uh, chemotherapy killing your body, it's a different experience than when you make love to the, the, the person you love. It's a different experience. But when it comes to them up there, how are we going to call them that? It's just an experience. There is no distinction. And the last lifer when their experience, mandatory rebirth experience 
cycling, recycling is coming to an end, they will reach moksha. Moksha means liberation. And that means you're reunited with the source. You're done. You don't have to come back. That's it. Unless, of course, you're crazy enough to come back voluntarily. You can do that too. And through readings, we've discovered not many, just a few so-called light workers and or, or time travelers. They volunteered up there. Oh my God, humanity needs me. I volunteered to come back. And then they're reborn and do another human life. It does not mean that their life is all about milk and honey. Not at all. Those that allow me to share it with the, the world is, for example, Reverend Bill McDonald, and he lives in Sacramento, California. I've been on his podcast. He's very open about it. Beautiful soul. Beautiful human being, really. He's in his late 70s. But did he have an easy life? Absolutely not. He's been in the Vietnam War, exposed to Agent Orange, has had 40 surgeries because of cancer. Not an easy life. But his soul is beautiful. He's here to help. And that's what has been guiding him ever since. So he spent a lot of more time in the hospital than me. And that says a lot. If you have gone through the cycle of reincarnation and choose to come back, is that like a, a one lifetime thing? Or are you back in the cycle of reincarnation? No, no, no. It's a voluntary thing. You can volunteer again if, you, if you're that crazy. You can volunteer again, but you're done. And I can believe that too because of my own spiritual um, journeys that I've taken over the past um, 30 years. So you volunteer, you go back, and then if you're that crazy to come back and volunteer again, well, then you are just doing it again. I'm a last lifer, so I'm happy that that's it, and that's part of the reason why I'm doing what I'm doing. I want to give back because as a last lifer, also, we have special duties. Not the second last lifers, the last lifers. Can you tell us a little bit about the remedies? Each puja is here to help overcome a specific block identified in your life. Family block, child block, marriage block, relationship block, you name it. Uh, health issues in the health block. And um, your way of showing the universe, the thing that's all of us, if you wish, because we're all connected, that you're serious about change, you would do your pujas exactly as prescribed. Now, the reading on one hand must not be taken verbatim. It's written for you as a guideline, as a compass, a blueprint so that you can steer your ship in the direction that you want. You still need to create it yourself because you get free will and choice, but it's here to help you. On the other hand, the pujas, they must be taken verbatim because you want to show yourself and the universe that you're serious about change. And as you do these exercises, if something in your life is going well, then you can uh, compare it to being a, a sine curve. And sine curve in mathematics is like the most perfect curve there is. Perfect flow to it, 90 degrees all the time. And if something in your life is going well, an area in your life, health or relationship or money or whatever, and it's good, you know, you make enough money, you're happy about the money you make, or you've got a great job and you're happy with the job that you have. You found the love of your life or you have children, whatever. That means that curve is as close as possible to a sine curve. It's a flow. It's beautiful. If some area in your life are not working out, you have constant money issues, you're being kicked out of uh, your jobs, uh, you, you, your partners leave you all the time, you cannot maintain a relationship, uh, you're sick all the time, whatever, 
that means that sine curve is not a sine curve anymore. It's like screwed up, you know, it's all over the place. And the more screwed up it is, and the more the area is also not working. So as you do your pujas, through the energy that you put in, you shift it with a lot of love. The energies shift. And as that happens, a different reality will come upon you. That means you're creating a better life trajectory for yourself. Uh, the, the power or the magic in the reading lies in the pujas. The secret is your thumbprints, but the power in, are the pujas. How does the reader determine what pujas will unblock the energy, or is that also on the leaf? Yep. So I'll show you the book one more time. So this is a book or a bundle, and each bundle is written by a particular Maharishi. Each leaf in a bundle has one thing in common, and that will be your thumbprints, category type. That means your soul brothers, soul sisters in one bundle traveling together through the time. Each leaf has 14 chapters. It, sound, it might sound crazy because it's a very small leaf, but it's all written in code. So one symbol means a lot of things, and it's written as a poem, not in prose, which the rishis in their eternal wisdom then already realized, how can we make sure that the person we wrote the leaf for, first of all, we can find it, and second of all, would accept that's their leaf because we're intellectual beings and we need to be convinced somehow. So at that time, they connected all these leaves and ultimately the book to your thumbprint because at that time, people couldn't read or write. In modern times, these days, everyone can read or write, or most of us, I should say. But in those days, only the elite few could read and write. What did they do? I said, okay, let us connect the message to his or her impression because that's unique to them. Boom, how cool is that? It's like a genetic imprint. That's one. And then uh, two, in order to be able for us as intellectual beings to accept that the message is written for us, they put into the leaf facts about you at the time you get your reading done in whatever incarnation you get your reading done because this has been done for thousands of years. Your name that you use at the time of the reading, your mother's name, your father's name, your date of birth, your time of birth, your weekday of birth, spouse if you have a spouse, ex-spouse, deceased spouse. And they did all of those things so that you can accept, oh my God, yes, it's me. There is no other way than this was actually written for me today. I mean, amazing, amazing beings, these wishes here to figure out a way to connect it to you using your thumbprints and to come up with a system that we as intellectual beings would accept. Yep, that's me. I can verify it. And then they give you the reading to make sure that since they were able to identify you, that you will accept the message to help you create a better life trajectory for yourself. Not to make you feel special or good about you, or that you're chosen. That's nonsense. It's a raw reading and picks you up wherever you are. It's here to help you get better. 
every leaf, doesn't matter which Maharishi wrote the leaf, has 14 chapters. And 14 chapters cover spirituality, family life, health, money, education, you name it. So all aspects of life that are important to a human being are in individual chapters. And the last chapter, the most powerful one of them, is the puja chapter. So the reader isn't pulling the puja out of his armpits. He's reading the recommendation that was written for you by the Maharishi already several thousand years ago. He just says, okay, this is the puja that is prescribed to you based on the blocks identified by the Maharishi who wrote your leaf. And it's up to you to embrace it, which I can only recommend with all of your heart and do the pujas. So they will help you overcome them or at least reduce the impact if they're really strong. There can be some of them are very strong and it's not, not likely to be able to completely overcome them, but at least you can reduce them so that you can uh, pave the way for a better life trajectory for yourself. So the pujas, unlike the reading, reading is a, not verbatim at all, not verbatim. It's a blueprint, it's a compass, it's a map. But the pujas, where the power is, the true magic lies in the pujas, they must be taken verbatim, exactly as prescribed. Because that is how you can show the universe that you're serious about change. Now allow me to give one example, and that will be, maybe some of you have read a book written by Paramahansa Yogananda called The Autobiography of a Yogi. If you haven't, please read. It was mind-boggling. I read it several times. It was 20-some years ago that I read it, so it's way before I got involved in any of this. Paramahansa was talking about walking saints. Right? They're alive now, and they're on this planet. Now, Paramahansa had a few gurus. Guru means teacher with original thought, period. Teacher with original thought. So he had several gurus in his life. And when he was 14, and I just tried to uh, remember things uh, in my head when I was reading it, is one of them, he was traveling with him through India, you know, to all these villages. And when they showed up, he was a healer. The whole village lined up to be cured from the craziest and most dangerous diseases. Cancer, leprosy, highly uh, contagious. You would not go near a person with leprosy at all. So they would line up and he would just look at them and energetically heal them and send them away. But before doing so, he would give each and every one of them crazy homework. For example, you carry this raw egg for the next three weeks in your left pocket. Make sure it doesn't crack. Never take it out. Or from now on, you drink milk with your right hand for the next five weeks. Never the left hand. Right hand. So little Paramahansa looks up to his guru and says, Guru, Guru, I don't understand. I know you can heal him. I've seen it a lot. And I'm sure you know you can heal him. So why do you give him crazy homework? Makes no sense to me. And so his guru says, I know. I know I can heal him. And you've seen me heal people, but they don't know it. They don't believe in it. But if I give them crazy homework for a period of time, and they put their energies and their belief into that act of carrying an egg, a raw egg that won't crack in their left pocket for three weeks, or only drink milk with the right hand for the next five weeks. By the time their homework comes to an end, healing will have manifested itself in them, and they will have overcome the worst of ailments. And this is the power of puja. 
when you're prescribed something on your leaf and it's not as crazy as carrying a left uh, rag in a pocket, they're primarily mantras dedicated to God or goddess on a specific day of the week for a specific number of days. So it's either weekday-based or moon-based. Moon-based will be either full moon or new moon. If it's weekday-based, it's easy. You just sit down, put the picture on the wall, and repeat the mantra as transliterated. We do that for you. We'll put it on a PDF, and you just do it on that day. Not a day before, not a day later. If it's a Sunday, it has to be done on a Sunday. Finished on a Sunday. If you start too late, it goes into Monday. It's not a Sunday anymore which means you screwed up. It doesn't count. Good news is you simply start from scratch that cycle. And if you're done with that cycle, you're done. You move on to the next cycle. You don't have to repeat things. If you screw up one cycle, you just do that again. And that is your way of showing that, hey, I can sit and focus on a picture and do the mantra with all my heart. That's the important part whether you can pronounce it correctly or not, whether you understand it or not, makes no difference. It's your heart behind it doing it because we tell you the intention, meaning this is to look after your issue with your son or this is because your entire life you've been impacted by Saturn or whatever the issue might be. And as you do the mantras, you will gradually see a shift in your own energies. Remember, it comes back to sine curve and you start attracting different energies in your life. And that is the power of a puja. With my particular leaf, I noticed that there were some pieces that had broken off. The leaves are very fragile. They are very old. How important is it when they go to rewrite the leaf because it is so fragile? They do that every few hundred years, correct? They copy it over. What happens if there's a piece missing in that leaf? All the years doing it, I never had a single issue where the reader said, sorry, it's missing. We cannot do it. Not once. The edges might crack. You know, the edges might crack. And if too much is missing, of course, you know, I'm talking about the edges here. Not a big deal. Uh, Originally, in the old days, each bundle, each book had 108 leaves. 108 that's a holy number in Hinduism. You have 108 thumbprint category types, 108, spiritual number in Hinduism. But of course, over time, fires, theft, floodings, stupid people cracking them, you know, vandalism, you name it. A lot of these books were diminished. First of all, you lost the whole book, gone, or leaves within the book either were taken out, destroyed, or just you know got too brittle and you just cracked and you lost the information altogether. So if indeed there is not enough information written on it, then they would not be able to identify it to begin with. So there will never be a match to a leaf where there is only partial information. Never. So when you're on the leaf and they match you, you're good. You're good to go. Do all last lifers have a leaf? No. Many last lifers or many people being in the light. Remember, there's 25% in the light and 75% in the dark. So those 75% are not of a leaf to begin with. And within the 25%, only a minority is a last lifer or a second last lifer. And only a minority of those, or, or they could be a remoksha. Remoksha means being a, a time traveler. 
And only those that are ready to receive the message now, because it was written for the exact moment in time that you need direction, they have it. So a very small number of people. So those people that have a palm leaf, they will have that inner pull to have a reading when the time is right. Yes. How can people learn more or start their own process? Well, thank you for your support. It's uh, The website is called IndianPalmLeafReading.com. IndianPalmLeafReading.com. And I use this literal translation or this literal term in the hope that people understand easier in the West what it is that we do. Indian, hoping that they understand it's connected to India. Palm leaf, in the hope that they understand it has nothing to do with the palm of your hand or tea leaves and reading that there is a message involved. So IndianPalmLeafReading.com is our website. We have a YouTube channel, a big YouTube channel where many past seekers, and the reason why I say seeker in India, we don't call this Indian palm of reading. We call it Nadi reading or Nadi astrology because Nadi has many meanings. Some of them, so that you understand better what we do, is, for example, seeker. That's the person who seeks the message that was written for them called leaf, Nadi leaf. The message is written on the leaf. It means pulse, life, you know, pulse of a human, life. And it also means the exact moment in time when the message is evolved to the seeker, not a day before, not a day later. So naughty reading. And so you can go on YouTube, Indian Palm of Reading Institute. You find us there on Facebook, of course, Indian Palm of Reading. I don't know what else we have. Instagram, Twitter, the whole nine yards, you will find information about us. The price is $100 for the search, for the, for the bundle. So you put down $100 first, and we then go on a search. The reader goes on a search for a bundle. It's a physical act, my friends. No computer involved, no registry of any kind. And that's an act, a physical act. And this takes a while. So you've got to be patient. Several months. So I'm telling you, it takes 8 to 16 weeks, just a random number, so that you're not so stressed if you don't hear from us. It can take several months for us to find your bundle, okay? And once we find the bundle, your $100 deposit becomes non-refundable because we found the bundle for you. And then you can choose to pay for the reading. That's $400 for the matching and the reading. And that's done online. We do reading seven days a week. You record it for you. You get a beautifully edited version of your reading as Linda can vouch for because you just had yours done. And we sent you the whole package just like anyone else. Recording of your reading, the chat history, because we type a lot into the chat to further explain we take pictures of your leaf and send you a high-resolution picture of your leaf so you can print it out because the original must remain in the bundle. And last but not least, we go the extra mile and transliterate your mantras into English and put them all in a, in a beautiful PDF, including the pictures of the deities. So all you need to do is just print them out and follow instructions. And may the reading bring you the guidance and the direction and healing that you're seeking. Beautiful, beautiful. Dr. Q, thank you for being my guest. You're welcome. It's an honor to be here. Thank you. And thank you for listening to this week's edition of Exploring the Mystical Side of Life. You will find all of our conversations on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, on Spotify. Come visit me at thoughtchange.com. Pick up your copy of Learning to Listen, and we will see you again next time. Bye for now.